Alright, what's up? So, I'm supposed to have my homegirl Ashley in this episode, but guess not. Um, It's Valentine's Day weekend, meaning, which is weird because I guess now moving forward, like Valentine's Day is also going to be weekend, like it's the weekend before the Super Bowl. And it is what it is. I'm not, I'm probably not watching just because... I don't like the Bengals, and I'm not a Rams fan, but I hope the Rams win because the unbearable shit-talking coming from the rest of the AFC North, which if you're not American and don't watch NFL, that's the that's the division my favorite team is, the Cleveland Browns. And if the Browns, and so the Baltimore Ravens, who used to be the Cleveland Browns, they have two Super Bowls. They got they won a Super Bowl like five years after its fucking existence. It's fucking disgusting. And then they won another one against my fucking 49ers. And then the Steelers have six. Fucking bullshit. And after Bengals get one and the Browns don't don't, we used to have Baker fucking whack ass Mayfield, which I told these niggas not to fuck. I was like, bro, we do not need to get Baker Mayfield. He's not good. He's not as good as we think he is. Like he's a character, sure, entertaining, but not a good fucking quarterback for what we fucking need. Go. Plan FIFA. <laughs> and so it's like, uh the unbearableness, like cause Pittsburgh people, you don't really live near. You dumb, shut the fuck up. And, like, I don't live near Baltimore as a bro, so I don't have to worry about that either. But Cincinnati Bengals fans, because, oh, my God. They're going to be the worst. Niggas from Cincinnati are going to be just, it's, they're going to have to, um, Columbus, like, Cleveland's going to have to attack and nuke Cincinnati. It's, it's, it's going to suck ass. But. Among other things, yeah. And there's not a lot of Rams fans in Portland. So, I won't have to hear about it. I will not have to hear about... And there's not a lot of famous Rams fans because most of them niggas was in St. Louis and they fucking left. So there's that. But yeah, I'd rather the Rams win and Odell Beckham Jr. get a Super Bowl. Then, because my Niners have five, so no matter how many, like the Rams as a franchise will have two, but the Rams in LA will have one. I'm cool with that. Eh, you know, it's cute. Because Arizona still doesn't have them. But you're, when you're the only team in the division without a fucking Super Bowl, even a Super Bowl fucking appearance, dreadful. And all these, and I, I was at work and I got a call from someone in the 513 area code, which is Cincinnati. I was like, uh, I hope the Rams win. Like, cause y'all are going to be the worst, the absolute worst. Cause the only thing that we have, oh, Browns have over Cincinnati. One, the reason the Cincinnati Bengals even exist is because Art Modell chased out Paul Brown, the original, the founder of the Cleveland fucking Browns. The owners of the Bengals is still the Brown family. I think it's like uh, Paul Brown's kid or grandkids. So it's like they're literally little brother. Like they would not exist. Like the Cincinnati Bengals would not exist if it weren't for the Cleveland Browns. 
and it's like your little brother getting some pussy before you get some pussy from the girl who you wanted to get pussy from. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, and I, I just, oh. like, I'm going to have to literally deactivate my fucking Facebook because I know, I know these niggas going to be un-fucking-bearable because I'm a huge Browns fan. Love them. Browns and Niners. And being in a Cleveland fan, you have to have two teams because for four years, we didn't have a fucking team. They're Baltimore. But I've always, like, my dad was a Niners fan, so, because he liked Jerry Rice, was like, fuck it, I'm going to be a Niners fan, too. That's my NFC team. And if the Browns and the, and the Niners ever play in the Super Bowl, I'm going to pick. Like, I'm always, it's going to be Browns 1A and Niners 1B, because I rode with both teams when we sucked ass. Like it's never been like, oh no, I'm riding with the Niners because they're good. Like, no, I'm a rap. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna stay with them when they suck. I'm gonna stay with them when they're good. But it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't need that. But anyway, it's Valentine's Day, my third favorite holiday. Interesting note. Um, my well, okay, if I had to rank top five holidays, first Christmas. Second, uh, Halloween. Third, Valentine's Day. Fourth, Easter. Fifth, New Year's. I like New Year's because that means my birthday is like because the whole thing that surrounds New Year's, like the renewing of shit. It's New Year. My birthday is two days away. College fucking football is dope. Literally watching college football all day, you know, eating food and shit, bowl games. Love it. But yeah, I love Valentine's Day. And here's the reason why I love Valentine's Day. I'm a hopeless romantic. Like I'm a sucker for love hugely and I just like doing something nice for someone that I like and that I have good feelings with in the literal sense that we that being around them makes me feel good making them feel good makes me feel good nothing sexual attached to about attached to it and I've always like my dad always did nice things for my mom Hold on. Yeah, my dad always did nice things for my mom on Valentine's Day. And my mom did nice things for my dad. And my parents always, like, my mom always did something for me. My sister and I, like, gave us a Valentine candy. I really love candy, so that's why my top four are, like, candy holidays. (laughs) But, yeah, like, it's, I love Valentine's Day. Like, this year, I have a date with someone who... I met when I was obviously in Portland and it really wasn't anything that I was expecting to explore, but you know, just met him and I was like, Hey, when I got back in town, like, yo, would you, uh, want to do something for Valentine's day? She's like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And everything. All right, cool. So I got some shoot. Like I was like, I want to go to the, cause I haven't spent much time in Portland, like the downtown area. So we're going to the Japanese Rose Garden, um, going to the Nike store, and we're going to this place, uh, a seafood restaurant that's actually kind of closer to my house. Yeah, seafood restaurant. And I like it. I like seafood. And so she's going to come over tomorrow. I've been dieting and working out. I didn't go to the gym today. Just I wanted to get some cleaning and stuff done. 
But yeah, it's a, and the thing is, too, is like, I literally, when I made the date, I knew it was going to be on some friend shit. And it's probably going to be our last time hanging out for a minute just because I really want to get a new job. I'm coming up on my year uh, with my current job and I want to get it's a better one. So I don't have to work as much, too. Like, I'm not even though I'm at home, having to be in one room for 70 hours a fucking day. Not even talking about sleeping, like not 70 hours, but like 12 hours a day. It 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 can become draining because it's like, oh, shit, I'm just here. And it's like if I'm not working, like after I finish this podcast, I'm going to jump back on the clock and do like two or three hours. And um, go to gym tomorrow, wake up early, go to gym tomorrow and just kind of. I might watch the Super Bowl dependent, but she's coming over. We're going to uh, watch Euphoria. We're going to get pizza at this restaurant that I that's by my house that I haven't been to. Watch Euphoria, because by the time Euphoria comes on, the Super Bowl is over. And yeah, just hang out, probably have an edible. And it's funny because <laughs> she hit me up. Like, I think Tuesday or something, Tuesday and Wednesday. And she was like, hey, just let you know, I have surgery on Friday. I probably can't, I can't have sex like a, three days to a week. So there won't be any sex Sunday, Monday. And literally, she could have told me, hey, I plan on wearing green. And a, and a, 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 a you know, an Etnies hoodie. Oh, okay. Literally same reaction. Because when I made it... I, it's one of those things not even like lead with my heart. It's a situation to where I know I can't put as much effort into the type of relationship that she would want. And so I'm just kind of not trying to cross that threshold. And usually as a years before, I'd have been super upset that I wasn't getting pussy. But I really didn't make the the date and or actually to come for fucking. It literally was just a, hey, let's just hang out. I want to do something sweet for someone that I, we have really good conversations. We have, we, you know, she's nice to talk to. Cute girl. Um, amazing butt. But, like, just really not on it. And I know I won't be able to, like, add, commit to anything just because, I don't know, my whole, like, I'm starting to really refocus on, not really refocus, but, like, really hone in on my focus, which is playing soccer. And getting a new job. And so I've been working out with a purpose and trying to get my stamina up. And um, what's the yeah, just really not on it. Not just not a cute girl, but just like, okay, she's poly, and I have no issues with poly people, poly situations, but I'd feel one, it's COVID. I'm not trying to enter in a poly relationship with COVID. Like, nah, fucking COVID. Niggas get sick out here. And two, like, I'm not going to be out there dating and everything because not that I'd be. Because I think when, for for how I view poly, it's like, hey, I have a date. If you don't, sucks to be you. I want to see you. Well, I have a date with someone else. And then you're kind of just stuck and you can't be mad because you entered into this situation and no one fucking told you to. Go. Suck my dick. Not P-Shack. I'm playing Juventus. 
I forget their fucking goal, their goal is. But anyway, so it's like, sweet girl, I definitely still want to remain friends. We'll probably still kick it. But just these next few months, I'm going to get back into soccer shape. And, you know, just going to gonna take away a lot from what I'm trying to accomplish. So I'll gladly us hang out, probably get her something nice from the Rose Garden. <sighs> and then, you know, just kind of chill. And and have a nice seafood dinner or seafood brunch. But yeah, so it's but I love Valentine's Day too. I like being sweet. I like doing sweet things for people. Um And it's a really funny thing for people to hear me say that because I say a lot of flagrant shit. But for me, the flagrant shit that I say has a goddamn purpose. And here's why. Because I don't want people thinking I'm a, like I can never be thrown into that bad, good boy, good guy, like nice guy, bad boy binary just because I'm not either fully. Like I'm really sweet and considerate and nice and and consistent and, you know, all these good things. But I say a bunch of flavor fucking shit. Like, in a sense, almost unapologetically, just because this is kind of who I am. So I think it's harder for people to kind of really figure me out. And once they peg me one way, I'm cool with it. If you want to peg me as a nice guy, I bet, but I'm going to disappoint you. If you want to peg me as a bad boy, I bet, but I'm going to surprise you. Because in, and I think a lot of my opinions, especially shit that I post on social media, is just reactionary. Reactionary and thinking to the fact that I may watch something like a piece of content or may think of a a song or something where just like or see something on TV to where like, yo, this is what I'm thinking about this topic right now. And I'm trying to get better at giving context or shit like that. So I don't seem God darn crazy. But at the end of the day, like how I feel about something is how I feel about something like. I'm not full on left or right with anything but i'm definitely not i'm more left and centrist or anything else so i think i think it's it's yeah i'm in a pretty nice position i think even with the girl that um i call her night because i thought her said she said her name was night when i met her uh at fucking emo night but it's not i just have it on my phone as night like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm hoping to have a good date, you know, like I said, hopefully she has a good time, my whole goal is make sure she has a good time, make sure she gets to, she, we get to where we're going safely, and she gets home safe, that's it, <clears throat> so, it's gonna, I wanna see how that works, especially, like, with us spending a night, so it's not, again, you know, I'm not one to press it, like, if her saying, hey, we can't have sex was, like, a test, Bitch, I'm finna get all A's on that bitch. Cause like I literally was not, that wasn't my type of time. And it's a weird thing being older, you move differently. And two, like this is easy for me. Like if I know I'm not getting it, that makes everything a lot easier. Because like, all right, I can prepare. Basically, prepare means oh, I can just jack off before you get here. Cause no reason to save up to go multiple rounds because there won't be any rounds cool 
right. And it's not like even it's deflating or anything. It's just a like again, she, like that. Her telling me that was just might as well have been like, hey, I'm wearing a green jacket instead of a blue one. Cool. So I don't know, man. I think I talk about relationships a lot on this because I, I probably because. That's what I have. I'll, I consume a lot of relationship, Latin media, and not even just relationships, but just like people, how we relate to each other as humans. Like you pay attention to social media a lot, or I pay attention to social media a lot because I fucking work from home. And I kind of try to see where things are trending towards and try to figure out like, okay, what the landscape's going to look like and the discord's going to be set. Like there's a few things... That's just been on my mind recently. And one of them is homelessness. Um, the homelessness, if people want to call it a problem uh, in Portland, is pretty well known. Uh, there's been a great amount of media coverage to it nationally. They don't talk about it as much locally. Like when I go to the gym, I'm there while, they're, while, they're, like, while the local news is on. And that's not something they bring up unless, like, uh, there was a crime or something. And I think my biggest issue, too, considering homelessness is I don't give a shit if someone's homeless or not. In the sense of I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to vilify them. I'm not going to say that they're a bad person because they're homeless. If they're being criminals, I don't give a fuck if you have a home or not. If you're doing property damage. All willy nilly. Not because somebody did some mad racist. Then that's different. Or if you're doing property damage or, or, or damage to a human, another human being that's fucked up. And the issue with homelessness, I feel, gets overplayed. Not overplayed. I think it gets overblown because what you have are people who don't want to be bothered with poverty. With abject poverty. They want their abject poverty to be something that they see far away on a TV screen. And that's fucked up because these are human beings. If a person wants to work, if they don't want to work, I don't care. I don't. I don't give a shit if you're a productive member of society. I don't care. As long as you are not being a danger to others and the property of others, I don't care. We've had history... Of, of human history is is longer than fucking five thousand years. It's longer than capitalism. So this idea that you always have to be on this rat race, making money and doing these things to make yourself uh, as rich as possible, to me, is fucking whack. Extremely. I think it's extremely whack because. It, it it doesn't allow us to see each other's humanity. If I see a homeless person on the street, I don't think, oh, what a bum. This person sucks. They must do drug, hard drugs. And they're like, bro, some of the biggest drug addicts I've ever met, I've sold fucking drugs to. Um, or I've done drugs with. Or I've seen them do fucking drugs in a house that they own. Or we're renting. Like, get the fuck out of here. I think we, we do this moral grandstanding over this issue. And it's this it's distasteful. It is to me extremely distasteful because, like, 
someone uh well there's uh, well I like I understand grinding and I li- I don't mind grinding because it's something that I have to do to fucking eat. But I'm not going to vilify and shit on someone who doesn't have the opportunity to fucking do that. Anyone can end up homeless. Anyone can end end up excuse me, addicted to a substance. Excuse me. On the humble. Not even trying to. And I think what happens is it feels like it's like, well, I'm better than this person because I'm not a bum. Bro, well, somebody and I th- also to the argument around it is, well, some of these people like being homeless. Really? That's what you're going with? Like some of these people like being homeless? Like, No. I don't think anyone likes being homeless. Do I think they like being able to do use their drugs and, and, and the addiction that they have to be able to use it peacefully? Yeah. Is that conducive to also owning a house? No. But that doesn't mean that they're not worthy of being respected as human beings as long as they're not committing crimes behind it. Like, it sucks if someone has to steal in order to get their drugs. They're not, I don't think they're stealing because they like stealing. I think they're stealing because they see the monetary value in what they can barter for drugs. This is that. And I'm also not high and mighty enough to just be like, oh no, well, these people deserve it. No. No. That's such a reductive thing to fucking say. That is such a reductive thing to fucking say. Because where the fuck does it get us? And in and and in and in trying to find solutions, we can come off very fucking heartless, and it's disheartening. I didn't mean to say it that way, but like, there's the efficient way and there's a the right way, and not all of these things are going to be liked. The most efficient way is if someone's been homeless for more than 180 days, you just round them up and and or kill them or put them in a fucking internment camp for all intents and purposes. Because what it is, people don't want to like people don't care about homeless people until they see them. And it's like, oh, you're making me not like being around this area because you're homeless and I don't want to run into you. I don't want to smell you. I don't want to see your garbage, everything else. They want them essentially to be persona non grata. Which, man, if you're living, if you have that mindset, you better fucking hope that you don't end up in that situation. There's shit like that you don't want to put into the atmosphere. And I think too many people get comfortable saying that shit. Especially after the 2008 homeless uh, housing crisis. La motherfucker became homeless. I am not going to be so high and motherfucking mighty to where it's just like, oh no, these people deserve it. But, sorry, but like, what are you going to do? Like, you lock them up or just round them up and kill them? Hey, you've been homeless for six months. And you shoot them in the fucking head and, and fucking melt their, like, fucking smelt their bodies down? What? Like, that's not 
humane. That's not the greatest way to fucking move. And I don't, and I take it back. I do understand why people have that mindset. It's cruel. But it's a quick fix. And a lot of it is just people don't want the inconvenience of seeing poor people. Like that to me is the the wildest part. Like I don't think you're less of a person because you don't want to work. No one wants to work. Like my dream job isn't my dream job because I want to work. It's my dream job because like, well, if I have to fucking work, I'll do this because it seems like it'll it'll make me the happiest while I'm doing it, while I'm giving my time away. Time on this earth that is fucking precious. Like, imagine that. Imagine you're a person. And I'm lucky enough in my job to where I'm making enough and I do enough overtime and they don't trip to where I'm I'm making ends meet. And working 100. Like, imagine, you, and it's a job that I like because I'm at home. But if it's a job that I hated, but I knew I had to work it because it paid me enough to where I can survive. And that's it. Just barely survive. And then you do that and then you die at 35. You spend 70 hours a week at this job. Like that is disheartening. And I don't I don't think people understand that. And I don't think they want to. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't think I want to. I think it's just... It's just... These are the things that I like. And these are the things that... I want to see and if and if the things that I'm seeing I don't like I want to get rid of it and I don't and I've never like again I can understand the sentiment but I don't I don't like it I don't know man like it's and also it's just I I don't want people to just become so heartless because that literally can happen to anybody. Anybody. Anybody can become homeless. Anybody can fucking become homeless. And so... Yeah, just I I just have a, a soft spot for those people. No matter any situation, especially if they're dealing with mental health, like extreme mental health. Yeah, 
and um and or like the drug addiction that caused more mental health cuz that's got to be fucking that's just that's just this got to be the worst man you're a, you're a prisoner in your own mind and then on top of that you you're constant you're in the worst type of survival mode cuz it one you're trying to wonder where you're going to get where you're going to be dry Two, you're trying to get your next fix. And if you watch Euphoria, there's just anything. You're, you're like, oh, shit. Like, these motherfuckers go through it to get their fix. Like, you'll steal anything. You'll lie. You'll do whatever the fuck you can just to make sure you can get high. To make sure you don't feel sick. And I bet that has to be because uh, I know people who are addicts. I know people who, 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 yeah, who, who are going through that. Hell, I have a homegirl that's going through that back home. A couple. And just like, bro, that dope sick, you don't, you can't control anything. You feel like you're going to die. And the things that these people have to do, whether it is stealing or anything else, like selling your things, selling your body. I don't know, man. I just look at it just like, yo, these people are not, it's not great. And on top of that, just to be like, well, they deserve it. Fuck off, man. Fuck off. Well, some people like being homeless. No one in the, in the fucking planet has ever said they like being homeless. Just regularly. Like, oh, no, being homeless is cool. Like, the ty- in the type of homelessness that they're in. Where they don't know where their next meal is going to come, th- come through. Not even next fucking... Not, nothing to literally even have to do with... Um, getting high. But just like, yeah, just... This is where we're at. But, I don't know, it's kind of... But like I said, like... There is no real quick fix. You can't just round them all up and put them in one area where it's heavily patrolled and they can't get out because it's a that's an American. I mean, it's the most American thing. It goes against the ethos of America. How about that? Because, yeah. Um, putting people away for a long time without their consent... And allow them to get out just because they're an inconvenience is something very American. That's as American as America, as the fucking letters. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm stretching. Um, but no, getting to something positive, it just could go back to, to Valentine's Day. 
I really love it. I like doing sweet things. Um, but it, it's weird, like, just to get back to relationships and stuff, like, guys are told that in order for them to be considered worthy of getting a good woman, they need to have their own car, own place, uh, everything, just their own already. So a woman can kind of just slot in and be there uh, and just be there and just not have to worry about nothing and be good. And I thought about that and I like that's very reductive of what a relationship is. Because if you're moving like that, what you're saying is that this area where, like, where the woman's, like, where she's coming in, she can, she's easily replaceable. If you think about that, like, you really gotta think, like, because, like, well, I have my own car. Like, I really don't need you for anything objectively. Because objectively, men and women don't really fucking need each other anymore. Outside of, for men especially, our own personal fucking urges. But it's like, I'm thinking about, not thinking about, but like trying to pick out my apartments. Okay, what can I pay with one check or less and not have to worry about if I, if I have a roommate, if a girlfriend, if she leaves, I'm good, I can cover it. So it's really limiting, not, I mean, hopefully if I get this new job, it's n- it's really limiting the effect, the, the, not effect, but yeah, the effect that a, a woman can have in my life dating wise, because it's like, I don't need you. Like, I don't, I don't need you. So if at any point you want to leave deuces, because I, the way I built my life, Another woman can just slide in. And I don't want to get in a, I was talking to Kate with that on the last episode. Like, I don't want to get into that mindset of, I'm just going to make this perfect life for myself. And whether she, a chick wants to jump in or not, like, that doesn't matter to me. Like, she's, she's expendable. I've lived like that before. That was one of my last relationships. It's like, oh yeah, like we built this life. Both of our lives are fairly independent of each other. And then it makes you less, it feels like it makes you less reticent. It makes you, yeah, makes you less reticent to, it makes you more hesitant to conflict resolve. Because it's like, well, if you want to break up, that's fine. Not like I'm going to be missing bills or anything else. And it's like, nah, dude, like, I want to make sure, like, the the spot in my life is created by that person and for that person, not just any old person. Because that way, if something happens, like, if there's any conflict, I want to be like, no, I want to make this work because this is this person's spot and I don't want them to lose this spot. And I was in a situation like that. But, and I think I was telling Kate, like, I was so gun shy as soon as it went bad a little bit, I jetted. And it's not because I didn't care, but just like at that moment, because I'm the type of person, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to try to make you like me. 
I'm going to do what I do. And if you want me to improve on something cool, let's have a conversation. But it's like, I'm not finna beg nobody to have me in their life and vice versa. That's just never been me. In a, in a relationship sense. Like, like, nah. Like, you don't know if you want, you're not 100% sure if you want me here. All right, well, I'm out. And sometimes it may confirm their own biases, but it's like, bro, like, no, nah, I'm such a literal person. I'm going to take everything you say, lit- not literally, but to I'm going to take you at your word. If you say, hey, this is a green shirt and I look at it and it's and it's clearly blue. I was like, oh, this person clearly thinks it's green. All right, cool. I'm going to let them think it's green. And I'm going to go about my merry fucking way. But I think, too, it's like relationship wise, I think. Dude, I feel I don't think God's going to like I don't think I I don't think my next relationship is going to cause me to leave Portland. Because anytime I think about that, like, well, maybe, you know. Just leave, you know, I've been here. I can get the Nike job and then I can still come back. Like, no, like I'm not just supposed to be in Portland because of Nike. I'm clearly supposed to be here for a real reason. Because every time I'm here, like every time I walk out my house, I feel a reason to be here. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like, okay, like the way the air hits, the way the sun is shining. Like, it it doesn't feel like, oh, man, I need to leave. Even if it doesn't feel like, man, I'm so happy to be here, like overtly. It's still a situation, like, it's still a feeling of, oh, yeah, I made the right decision being here. I don't feel less being, I don't feel less good about being here. You know. So, I think, like, dating-wise, even though I'm not really on it, either, if it's a girl from back home, or at least out east, like, a not a retread, but someone... That I that I currently have connection to, they're gonna have to come out here. But also me, like I would never ask someone, especially a woman, to come out here because I don't have a lot of friends out here. I got my roommates, and that's it. That is fucking it. That is it. I, there's Dennis, the gym attendant. I say what's up to him every now and again. You know. Uh, the guys at the subway, one of the managers at the subway, me and him are cool ish, you know, so there's that. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's tricky. It's really fucking tricky. It's really fucking tricky how that happens. But yeah, so I'm not going to ask a woman to leave all her friends and family and everything she's known come kick it with me and then I'm her only friend and vice versa even though I can make my own friends I plan on it plan on playing soccer and then making friends that way you know just running just being more active especially once I get my new car my dream car but I, I just don't think that
it is a uh, yeah. I just don't. I just don't think it's a situation to where I can do that. Just in good conscience, now I said if she wants to come, bet I'll make the best place for her that I can. But yeah, dude, like I, I don't think any of my ladies, like if it's even if it's a hangout with my homegirl who I had on the podcast before, um, bro, I don't want to move to Texas. I did. I wouldn't mind it if th- if that's put like this. If that's the position that God's like, you need to be in Texas. But buddy, I'm gonna hope that she tries it here in fucking Portland first. But I'm also not. I'm not dead set on it. Just because like. Yeah, like there's a lot of changes that person has to make to their life before even attempting that, even a relationship. So I'm not pressing for it. I'm not I'm I'm happy to keep it at friend level because right now it's productive for both of us. If it ever were to go to another level, alright, that's cool. Not mad, but like right now I'm letting the game come to me on that one. Even if it's just uh like I said, any homie from back east or whatever. Yo, my life is here. And I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying living it. And so to say that, um, I'm back getting hawked at the gym, which here's how I am at the gym. And I posted this on Facebook countless times. I do not approach women at the gym. I barely approach women anyway, but I definitely don't approach them at the gym just because one, I'm there to work. I don't like doing a lot of talking. Once I get my fucking rhythm going, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, So it's like I'm I'm there to get my work in. And also, most importantly, bro, I don't want to make it. I don't want to shoot my shot and that shit rejected. And now it feels awkward for both of us to come to the gym because there's no fucking coming back from that. Very hard press. So I don't I barely even make eye contact or look at any of them just because. Again, like you don't want to you don't want to be that guy staring at the fucking gym. You know, so I do what I do. I get in, get out. And yeah, but so I get on the elliptical because I can add resistance. I can add the, like, I like it. I like the elliptical a lot. It's easier on the joints and I still get a, a workout. I still go hard. I still get a workout. So at the same pace that I would be if I was on the treadmill and everything else. But I get there, and usually, so there's four. There are four ellipticals at my gym. Four ellipticals, I think three, I think four treadmills, a, a sit-down bike, a stand-up bike, and a stair, a stair climber. And I get on the far one. Like, there's in the one I get on is far right corner. Literally, I can only see right ops in front of me, right next to the right of me is the wall, to the left of me is everything else. Each time, this brunette chick, cute, athletic build, um, does more cardio, not a lot of heavy lifting, cute chick, I've noticed her, clearly she's noticed me, but never really said anything, just because, not my fucking place, she's there to work, I'm there to be respectful, it is what it is. 
And so, um, but I'm usually there and there's no one on the other ellipticals when she's, cause she co- comes in, does a Stairmaster for like 20 to 30 minutes. And then she jumps on an elliptical about 20, like 15, 20. All right, cool. Those are pretty good place, pace, mad respect. But, um, but she always gets one right next to me. Again, there are four. She can get on any of the other ones. Like two of them are like where the handrails are stationary in front and the other two that where they move. There's two of each. And so she can get on any one of them. Gets on the one right next to me. And she's been doing that for a while. And I just, I just don't say anything. I've never said hi. I've never looked at, I may look in her direction, but I'm making sure to not look at her. If I'm looking in her direction, I'm just kind of checking the surroundings, my surroundings. So just in case anything pops off, I know I'm at, it's weird. But it's, it's. It's so what was it? Not yesterday. Yesterday's Friday. She went there. But Thursday, um, there was a a lady on the elliptical that I was on usually on. So I just get on the other one. And so I moved. And maybe I just thought, well, maybe she just likes getting to the one second from the from the end. Literally gets on the one right next to me again. Closer to the stairmaster. Goes stairmaster, elliptical, 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 elliptical. I'm on the fourth elliptical. She usually gets on the third one. She gets on this first one. I'm at the second elliptical. She gets on the first one. I'm like, oh, not that I'm mad because she's cute, but it's like, bro, I don't, when I'm looking around, I don't want you to think that I'm looking at you. Like you'll be in my eyesight, but I'm not going out of my way to really look at you and just kind of check for what you're doing. And that's just kind of how that shit fucking goes. It's like, my whole thing with women is like, bro, if you're going to shoot your fucking shot, you're doing all this. All this. Just come fucking say hi. Say hi. That shit is mad pussy. Like, I get it. Getting, um, you know, turned down sucks. But you got to fucking take that goddamn risk. If you're not, what are you doing? Like, like I said, cute. If she said, hey, would you want to hang out? I wouldn't be against it. But like, I'm not going to make this easy for you. If I never get a chance, if we never connect or anything because I didn't do anything, then I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Cause you are a human fucking being. You can come talk to some fucking body. So yeah, so that's that's my thing with the jeans. Not jeans, I'm fucking playing skate. Not skate uh, skater XL. But that's my thing, is like I'm I'm if you really think I'm cute, just fucking say something. fucking say something because now I feel weird because you're acting all weird like stop acting all motherfucking weird like shit is not cool
But I don't, yeah, that's just the, like, this is so odd. Like, women are so, it feels like women are so afraid of rejection. It's like, they get rejected, like, they put themselves out there and some guy says no once and then that's it forever. Like, what do you think this is, lady? Like, people, like, not everyone's going to fucking like you. Like, you're not going to be successful every time you put yourself out there. You may, someone may be like, uh, no. There's, oh my gosh, I have Will Smith on a shirt. But, yeah, that's this. And it's the same thing, too. There's this, I maybe talked about it. There's this blonde chick that works there. Cute, fat ass. It's, a, it's an amazing butt. And she's always been scoping me. But, again, like, even if we make eye contact, she'll may actually make eye contact at, with me. Even if I'm not looking, like, if I'm looking around, just, again, checking surroundings, she'll make eye contact. I'll do this, do a nice wave, smile and everything. I'm cordial, but, like, I don't take it from there. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at with that. And it's like, I'm not upset with... Any, you know, I'm not like I said with any of the attention. I'm working out. I, I mean, you're gonna get it if you're good. If you're, if they see you coming in grinding every day, nice. And then there's this one short chick, also fat ass, and I don't think she likes me at all. And I do not know why because again, I don't look at her. I try my best not to look at her. She's cute, short, dark haired chick, but like either she likes me and, and is super afraid and acting mad sketchy about it. Or just hates my black ass guts because I've never, again, I don't, the only person I really talk to is Dennis and maybe the other black person. And that's just a high and by. But yeah, man, like when I go to the gym, it's just, I kind of, I kind of get in and one, oh yeah, last 10 minutes. Fucking, I'm, I remember, so playing soccer growing up, I was always a forward or a winger. Like I was always a forward, either a winger or striker outside mid because I was fast. Um, add explosiveness, quick on the ball, quick off of it. And it comes from playing basketball, football, and just all the other sports that were incorporated that you incorporate as you're going through your, you know, sporting life. And I remember from like, as a kid, all the way up to like 25, I always played forward. Or... Like outside back, like a wing back. And I always did that because I always had speed, I always had a good burst. And then I remember when I turned 30 and started playing again, I was on 30, I was slower, less in shape. And I was like, who, let me play defense, center, more, more of an out, like a, a, not even an attacking mid role, like more of a center mid, center defensive mid. Cause I could always play a good pass. Play a damn good pass. Um, and I could play. 
in Atlanta, I could always cross well, stuff like that. But I remember just sitting there just like, as I got older and everything, playing is less in shape. I would align, um, like, yeah, myself, not align, malign myself to just playing defensive roles and everything else. Started to get burst, but just wasn't as explosive long-term or, long, or yeah, over the long run because I wasn't in shape. And I allowed myself to stay like that. Like, I could, like, I, to be not be able to sprint and get back and sprint and get back and everything else. And I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm at the gym. I was like, bro, why did I stop wearing the, va-? like, I used to wear the speed boots, speed cleats, the vapors and everything else. Like, I like the hypervenoms and everything. Those are, I like those. I like they were, but like, I was a speed guy. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how did I allow myself to just become a fucking defensive player or defensive mid? Now, I like playing defense. I'm good at it. But, like, I was a pacey fucking winger, especially when I was 25 and I was really trying to fucking go pro. I had some moves in my arsenal because I was playing every day with my homeboy, Abdi. Shouts to Abdi Omar. I don't know where you are, but if you ever listen to this, bro, I miss you. We had, you helped me get so much better and so much confidence as an attacker. And so, I'm sitting like, and I'm sitting there, oh, man, I want to buy the new Vapors. They're, they're soccer cleats. And they're the speed boots. I was like, uh, and it's not like my foot got any fucking, like, got wider because it hadn't. I like the hypervenoms. I like how they look. But just like, hold on. Why am I trying to buy boots to play, boots, soccer cleats to play more of a defensive role? Whenever I play FIFA, my guy that I create to use in my fucking, I guess, quote unquote, franchise mode. He's always a forward. He's always a winger or a striker. Because that's why I grew up playing. I was like, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. No, even at 35, like, I'm, I want to play semi-pro. And I want to play in leagues and everything. Like, yo, I'm going to, if I got to play defense, I'll play outside back. I want to be able to play across the whole field. I mean, because I can. But, like, I don't want to just be like, no, I'm playing center back. Or I'm playing defensive mid because I don't have to get up too far forward. And I can stay back and help my team make sure not getting like, no, I'm going to be Danny Alves type shit. Getting in shape and having Sam has luckily, you know, knock on wood, been good for me. I've always been able to do that. It usually doesn't take me to really long to get in shape. It's like I'm going to start pushing myself in the gym to make sure that I can fucking make that happen. Like, no more of me just, oh, I'm going to play a defensive role just because it's easier. Stamina-wise, like, fuck that. I was a pacey fucking winger. And then I became a tricky winger. And beating people off the ball and being able to curb, beat, like, change direction really fast. Like, nah, dude. Like, I'm not allowing myself to get back to that point to where, yeah, just because I'm getting older doesn't mean I need to fucking play defense. Like, I'm 35. I'm not dead. Like, having elite stamina is something that you can fucking do at 30 fucking five years old. Especially if you're only, like, you're not playing, like, if you're playing in fucking adult leagues. You're not playing fucking full-on pro where you got to be able to do 90 minutes two times a week on top of practice and everything else. With And then you have to put so much money in your body. Like, nah, like, I can, you know, make sure my diet's right and make sure that I'm hydrating and stretching and, and doing everything that I need to to be productive and be a, a good player 
and a productive player. Like that shit, yeah, it's irking me. I was like, no, I'm going to get the vapors. I'm visualizing myself now. I was like, I don't need to buy extra, extra large shorts. I can just buy extra large. I have a big bite. Like, yeah, I'm not buying extra, extra large. Like, no, I'm going to I'm going to slim down. Like, this is all the shit that I'm telling myself while I'm fucking on the elliptical and everything going hard. Like, I'm going at a BPM recently of like 170. And this is off of taking a month and some change off of the gym. Like, I'm like, yeah, definitely a month and a week. Just because when I got back, I quarantined. So I would just go for walks. And when I went on my hike, it was because it was part of the quarantining. Not, I wasn't quarantined because I was sick, but just, just to make sure I didn't, you know, expose any of my roommates. It's like, yo, I'm going to do this. This is a goal that I'm setting for 2000. Like, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to get my fucking stamina back and my sprint back and get faster. And I'm going to be that pacey winger that I was when I was growing up. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I may or may not do a Valentine's Day podcast. Uh, so if I don't see you, you know, let you know now. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope for the people who do have loved ones that they get to spend it with them and they enjoy that, uh, enjoy this holiday with them and vice versa. Yeah. People are looking forward to spending it with you. So thank you for listening to Cast Therapy Podcast. You be easy. Peace.